of water and a glass filling up, I'm going to go into the topic of water damage within the associations, both homeowners and condominiums. And let's first touch base with condominiums. And of course, when dealing with these issues, I'm giving you broad strokes of typical situations. Every situation is different and must be approached both by your covenants and Florida statutes when making an analysis as to your responsibility, uh, that of the association to the unit owner. So please do not take this as a blanket application to every case that may arise. Having said that, what I typically come into contact with, especially in cases of condominiums, is an owner comes in and says, you know what, I've got water damage in my property and the association must replace all of the drywall in the property. Uh, I'm going to take it into two steps, one where the owner does it him or herself and the other where they wait for the association. So let's take it where they wait for the association. When it provided with such a claim, usually the homeowner, condominium owner, will provide the association with some type of report that they procured that lays out water damage and hopefully how that water damage occurred. I often say it's not the association's responsibility to investigate this unless it's somewhat clear that the damage occurred either from the exterior surfaces of the condominium unit or through a pipe that is not an owner's obligation. Those pipes are usually pipes located in the walls that are on the exterior of the unit and often in the common element area of the building. Also, they may include pipes that service more than one unit that have burst before they tee off into individual units. Often your documents will contain provisions that say in individual units, you are responsible for the pipes that tee off from the common stack. Having said that, if we get to the first the position that water has intruded into the unit and it's not ascertainable, then my position is that the association is not responsible. Unless you can show that the water source that is damaging your unit came from something that the association is responsible for, again, i.e., um, the common pipes or the exterior of the unit, there's nothing there to prove that the association is responsible. Associations are not landlord-tenant relationships with the owners. They have certain obligations, and those obligations stop right then and there when you can't prove or show that the association somehow failed to do something it should have done with respect to water intruding. I'll give you a case I have that came up recently. As a gentleman showed photographs of tile in his bathroom that were separating uh, from the uh, windowsill, separating from one another, causing gaps. And eventually that person hired, I think what's an adjuster, I would term this company, that came in to adjust the claim. They ended up doing the work on the claim, tore up the entire bathroom, took pictures, is in the process of redoing it, and now wants the association to be compelled to pay for the drywall. And this is my segue into that situation where it is clear that the work that is being done is as a result 
of damage caused from the interior, which is the owner's obligation. So my position with this owner is that the tile is not properly grouted, that they have not maintained it over the years, and that even if they want to claim somehow that it's coming from the exterior, because of all the provable gaps that they showed us in pictures of water being able to intrude behind the tile, you can't ascertain for anything definitively that it's coming the source from outside. And as a result, it's the owner's obligation. More importantly, because the owner chose to use this other company, do all the work and then make demand on the association to simply pay and reimburse, that also doesn't work in my book, and I'll tell you why. Associations have the right, if they are asked to replace drywall, as is an obligation under the statute in certain situations, circumstances, to do the work themselves through their own contractor and to determine what part of the drywall can be preserved and what portion has to be repaired or replaced, again, using its own contractor. Owners can't decide to do it themselves and then come back from reimbursement without giving the association that obligation or that right to go and look. Again, in this case that I'm talking about specifically, it's clear that there were numerous areas of water being able to intrude behind the tile that existed inside the bathroom where the shower was being used. And therefore, I don't believe that it's an obligation of the uh, association to repair. One other occasion that often happens and I get questions of is what happens when there is water coming from a unit above that infiltrates into a unit below causing damage. Well clearly if the owner above is negligent and under Florida statutes the association is not responsible to make repairs to their unit because of their negligent action in failing to maintain whatever water source that was that burst. In other words, if it's a pipe of theirs, if it's a toilet gasket, uh, a flange, if it's a hot water heater that is leaking and now all of a sudden is leaking further that they haven't maintained in years and years. So these circumstances are ones of that owner's obligation. But to no fault of the owner below, their drywall must be replaced by the association. However, under the law, the association has the full right to go after the owner above for compensation for those damages. And again, I highly suggest that that's done so that the owner above doesn't get away with negligence costing the association's membership additional monies. Often it depends on how much the drywall is to replace and whether it's a business judgment and economically justifiable action to file suit and those things are, again, looked at on a case-by-case -case basis. But as far as the owner below is concerned, their drywall must be replaced if it is damaged. Again, that owner cannot do so on their own, and it should be up to the association to determine what needs to be done. Once this determination is made, no matter if it's the owner below or if it's justifiably for the owner above who, whose damaged uh, water system is causing uh, damage to their unit and the association determines that it is their obligation. In either case, once the association makes a determination of what work it will do with regards to the drywall, the owner can always challenge that. But the owner cannot do that in their selves, him or herself, and then obligate the association to reimburse them. Obviously, this is a lot different than when we deal with homeowners associations 
since there, oftentimes, it's the owners that are responsible solely for what's in their units. The only time this differentiates from a normal homeowners association situation is when there are connected units or townhouses. I am a big proponent on making townhouses subject to condominium documents instead of HOA documents, since I believe that when you're dealing with um, both shared roofs, connected or shared walls between units, you often get into situations where owners are forced to determine between one another whose responsibility is what and why. And that often leads to conflict rather than with condominiums where the association simply cares for the entire roof or the building on the exterior and therefore the owners don't have those differentiating positions where one says the area of the roof leak is above your unit and not mine, even though it may affect me. <clears throat> Pardon me. So these are issues that I think are easily solvable when townhouses or connected villas are subject to condominium documents rather than HOA documents. But changing that over and addressing that is a whole different podcast. So again, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast where we're talking about water intrusion, drywall replacement, and obligations. I uh, look forward to uh, presenting further case studies and situations that arise at your associations. Follow me at Twitter at hashtag ShearLawGroup. And of course, please view my video podcasts on YouTube and the Shear Law Group media page.